0: Josh Pollard. I'm Joe D'Astasio. And this is Story Players, the podcast that analyzes story-driven video games. And today we are
1: talking Life is Strange Before the Storm, Episode 2, Brave New World, longest title ever.
0: If you've listened to the first episode, then you already know that we are about to go through the entire story of this episode, Episode 2, Brave New World. And ruin everything. So consider this your spoiler warning. We're going to spoil this entire episode of Life is Strange before the storm. But that's not all. That's not all. Any other aspect of Life is Strange prior to this, so that would be episode one of Before the Storm. And the entire first series is all open for us to be talking about. So if you haven't played any of those, you might want to go do that before listening to the And you should, because it's a good game. You absolutely should. Yeah, I I don't know why you wouldn't have played through those already prior to listening to this episode. Because that's a good game. Now, this episode, do you think this is a good episode? How do you feel about this episode, Josh? So when we talked about the last episode, you and I both said that our expectations were fairly low because we weren't quite sure what to expect, different studio, all that. And by the time we finished playing it, we were really, really impressed. We thought that they had outdid themselves they they produced a far better game than we had ever expected. I said I was on board and I
1: wanted to know more, so yeah, we were I was pretty happy with it.
0: this game episode two for me it was just okay. it was just okay as soon as I finished the game, I thought, yeah, that was just okay, but anything that's a trilogy, the second one is always just kind of okay because it's really like a lot of times the second part of a trilogy ends up primarily being there to serve the purpose of setting up for the conclusion. So a lot of times, the second movie in trilogies, the mm-hmm. second book in trilogies, maybe Star Wars is the only counterexample to all of this. Most of them are just kind of okay. And that that's how I felt about this so episode. You, so too.
1: you didn't think that this one did a good job of setting up the next part? And that's why it's just okay? and then, And that's okay because... It it is the second part of the trilogy.
0: Well, I think I think a huge amount of this episode was just okay. Not just in the way that it was setting up for episode three, which I think was was also just okay. Okay, the consequences in most of the aspects of of this episode, I didn't. Most of them, not all of them, but most of them, when you were making decisions, most of them didn't feel that significant. consequential. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said consequential, significant. <laughs> there wasn't anything that I absolutely was just laughing a ton about like I was in the the D&D part of the first game. <laughs> so, it was I I did go back to play that by the way and that is that it was pretty funny. It was so funny. So, it was it was just all around okay. Well,
1: I I really liked this episode, not not completely, but from a, from a character development perspective, I thought it was really good. I I thought that we got to learn a lot more about Rachel and her family, mm-hmm. and um, we got to see a lot of interaction, a lot more interaction between uh, Chloe and Rachel. But from a story perspective, I'm kind of with you
2: there—that
1: mm-hmm. I'm not even really sure what the plot is at this point. In in the first series, we had a pretty clear idea of what the overall plot was.
0: Right, there's a tornado that's going to destroy the city. I should probably do something. Yeah, you know, Max it.
1: has visions, and 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 sh- she's trying to figure out if this is even true or not, mm-hmm. and uh she's trying to prepare for that but also there was the the whole plot of the missing girls and she and Chloe were trying to figure out this mystery of what's of what's going on and so you know episode to episode yeah you'd get a lot of interaction with the characters and and they'd hang out and stuff but it would always well I don't want to say always cuz i don't remember it that well mm-hmm. but you know there was the expectation that you'd be moving those plots forward a little bit at least whereas here it felt like it didn't really what is like what is the plot cuz i feel like at this point the plot is simply Chloe and Rachel meet up. They find that uh Rachel's dad is having an affair and they start a giant forest fire, but like there's nothing there's not much in this episode that goes towards like we're running from the law because we just like this is a huge disaster mm-hmm. right and no one really seems to care no, it's always looming in the background, which is beautiful. oh, some gorgeous scenery, but like I can't believe that these kids haven't been investigated or something
0: well and and maybe maybe not be investigated because maybe no one knows that they were there other than the woman in the white dress they she knew that they were there but it's barely even talked about like every mention of the forest fire in this episode is secondary to whatever is going on you you hear a news broadcast sure, about yeah. it in Frank's RV and you see some flyers on cars and parking lots and stuff but it is a climactic ending to the to episode 1 and it's barely even an issue in episode two. Right, right. So you've got that. And if that's not if that's not important enough to be
1: to have any sort of consequence in this episode, well then what, what is the plot? What is moving forward? What are we setting up for episode three? And the only other thing I can think of is this mystery woman. hmm And there's really not much going on with her the entire episode until the very end. I mean, we see glimpses of her as, you know, just reminders that she's there. We see her coming out of Frank's RV. Mm-hmm. We see her at the end of the play. And there's another part of a uh, short scene with her at the end. But it isn't until the reveal at the at the Amber's house at the end that anything even else is mentioned about her. Right. And so you don't like, okay, You we find out that, well, Chloe or Rachel's dad claims that this mystery woman is actually Rachel's mom. But we don't see the aftermath of that at all. Like how is that important to us? Why do we care mm. going into the next episode? What is it gonna mean?
0: Well, I think we do care. Like, I think that's a pretty decent cliffhanger going into the third episode. I'm I'm fine with that being the the big cliffhanger at the end of the episode, because there are lots and lots of questions that we'll get into at the end. But the main plot of this whole series is show us how Chloe and Rachel's relationship unfolded. Mm-hmm. And, oh, here's this, this other thing that you had no idea about from playing season one and that there's something going on with Rachel's dad. And that's, that's primarily it. We were left at the end of the first episode of wondering, does Rachel Amber have supernatural powers? Yeah, there was, there
1: was nothing. Absolutely nothing. All of our questions or, or theories about Rachel having wind powers Mm -hmm. or anything to do with fire. There were still more fire things going on in here, more fire references. But besides that, nothing explicit. Or the con or, or the, I, 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 okay, I get it. It's not a very likely possibility, but the possibility of Rachel having time travel powers or what have. It seems like all supernatural things were completely dropped from this episode.
0: The only possibility is the one, and we did discuss this was the possibility of, of Rachel having some sort of ability to read people or know things about them or something along those lines. And that's, Still a hanging possibility, but didn't I guess. Did we really see any of that
1: this episode? I, I don't think that we did.
0: No, we didn't really.
1: So given that we didn't, I guess I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chalk it up at this point to she's good at reading people. Right. Nothing supernatural, nothing, no, no crazy powers going on here, mm-hmm. but you know, she's a good actress. She's and she's good at at reading people. Yep. But I I did, I loved the play. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. I loved the everything in the Amber's house, including the whole dinner scene. I, everything I loved, and maybe you didn't do the things that I did, but (laughs) I loved walking around and talking to as, as Chloe, both of the parents, uh, James and Rose and the things that Chloe would say to them. There's like, it was a bunch of dad jokes and stuff. I just thought it was hilarious. (laughs) I have some written down that we can can talk about later. Cause I
0: have a feeling you did more in that house than I did. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to hearing about that. So there was a lot of, like I said, Uh,
1: character interactions and stuff that i thought were really funny and so from that point of view i really like this episode
0: cool well why don't we uh instead of talking around some of those other things let's just jump right into the recap okay so the last game ends as you said with
1: the the climactic finale there of the huge forest fire starting right and and so this episode starts off in the the following day at the principal's office chloe joyce rachel and rachel's parents meet with uh, Principal Wells about the girl skipping school the day before. Wells recounts Chloe's infractions from, from that day and reminds her of the deal they made the last time that she was in his office. That was to rededicate herself to becoming an exemplary Blackwell citizen. I think there may have been some differences between our playthroughs here because he proceeds to list off a bunch of stuff I did in the, pre- <laughs> in the previous game, including insubordinate language. I'm sure we both had that. Disregarding posted signs about trespassing on the stage. Did he say that to you? I don't think so. Because when I, in the last episode, when we were going around outside the buildings Mm -hmm. when Chloe goes to school, the stage is there, which we now, I now realize is the stage for the play, right? Out in front of the school. And there was just that box, this crate on the stage.
0: Right. And you went up there and
1: And sat on it. And I went up there and and sat on it. And it was really nice. The game rewarded me for doing such a thing (laughs) by giving me this nice, calm sequence. And yes, there were signs that said no trespassing, but the game encourages you to go walk around and do everything. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you done messed up. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it actually reminds me of the first time that that, ha- that feeling happened to me was when I played Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo back in the 90s as wow. a kid. And it's really early on in the game, but there's a trial and <laughs> they start bringing in people, witnesses and things things that, that you're that you accused of kidnapping a princess. And so they start bringing character witnesses, and they start referring to things that you're doing at this festival earlier, in like an hour before, just just an hour. And it's things like there's like a bag of food laying around, and it you know it's it's it doesn't look like the background; it looks like an item that you can interact with. You Mm -hmm. go up and take it, but it turns out it's some dude's food, and it's (laughs) like there's a cat walking around that you can try to save, and like the girl that you're with, you bump into her; she's the princess, and when she falls down, a necklace comes out and if you go and try to get the necklace first before talking to her that counts against you (laughs) you know and it's like these are all the things that games have trained me to do Mm -hmm. and and it's like no 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 no, you're not really that good of a person (laughs) so i i just as soon as he started listing off these things i was like oh man just it just reminded me of that flashbacks Mm -hmm. there were drug-related activities attempting to sabotage the academic goals of one of our top students victoria chase that was with messing with her homework.
0: Oh, right. See, I didn't do that either. Oh. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, also being involved in the bullying incidents of Nathan.
0: They did bring that up. And, okay. and that was one of the first opportunities for Chloe and mine to speak and, and is immediately swearing and, and talking about how she wasn't the one bullying him, mm-hmm. that it was Drew who was, who was bullying Nathan, but no one believes her.
1: Rachel attempts to cover for Chloe by claiming that it was entirely her idea and Chloe had tried to stop her. So as punishment, uh Principal Wells prohibits Rachel from participating in the play, The Tempest, saying that uh Victoria Chase will replace her.
0: So this is our first big choice, our, our first real choice of what to do, because you know that Rachel is she's not totally lying. It was her idea to leave, but she is definitely embellishing how it all went down mm-hmm. so you have the option of saying yeah rachel's rachel's right it was it was her idea i was just trying to help her out to make sure that that everything would go okay or you can take the blame for her and in doing so it gives you what we've been calling rap battle <laughs> options <laughs> a a talkback talk challenge back, yeah. right so i don't know what did you do so i looked at this and thought if I realize at this point that as Chloe, I am screwed here. If I go, if I take all the blame for this, I'm done. Like I have no future <laughs> left at this school, and my mom is going to hate me. I should probably just go along with Rachel and mm-hmm. and let her take a little bit of this because she's the star student. It this isn't going to go that badly for her, so. I did not engage in rap battling with Principal Wells. <laughs> you
1: didn't. I didn't. Already, the very first decision, we have done something different.
0: Awesome. So, how did your rap battle with the principal go?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I had I I chose take the blame because Rachel looked so disappointed when she was told that she was not going to be part of the play. Like mm-hmm. she looked devastated. She did. And what future do I have at the school anyway? You
0: oh, know, that's a good point. Whatever. I, I'm already. I'll just take care of this. I also didn't realize that it was May, which as a time of the year, that's, that's what, yeah, this was happening like May 7th or 8th. Okay. Which when, when his judgment comes down on Chloe, Mm -hmm. I originally thought it was, it was the fall. Right. So when his judgment comes down, that it's suspension for the rest of the year, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. That's a lot. How much of the school year am I going (laughs) to miss if it's, October? Right. That's practically the whole year. No, it's a month left of school. It's not that big of a deal. So here's what I did. So I start doing the,
1: I start doing the talk back and she's talking back a lot. And basically she just tries to dis- distance herself from Rachel saying, hmm. you think little Miss Sunshine could come up with that idea? <laughs> you know, and just starts insulting Rachel and saying really? how she's the, you know, she's the good girl, whatever. you think it's me, trust me, who else would it be? That kind of thing.
2: Hmm. And so how the whole that go?
1: time Rachel's like, she just looks so uncomfortable. She's like, <laughs> she's like squirming in her seat and she's just like, please don't, you don't need to do this. And the voice acting is just fam- like, she sounds mm. like she's really crying. Like it was, it was awesome. You know, from a performance standpoint, right. not because I wanted to see my friend like uncomfortable and squirm, right? but it was a really cool moment. So after that, Wells feels he has no choice but to suspend Chloe, given her long history of delinquent behavior. He didn't just suspend me. He expelled me. Oh, crap. Forever. Oh. Not only am I suspended for the rest of the year,
0: I'm not welcome back in the fall. That That is worse than what I got, because mine was just suspension for the rest of the year, which seemed really bad when I thought it was October. <laughs> but even if it was October, that's less bad than what you got.
1: Your actions have consequences,
0: I guess. (laughs) So after the meeting,
1: uh, Chloe and Rachel agree to meet at the junkyard later. Joyce introduces herself to Rachel's parents, who we learn are named Rose and James. So even though I'm sitting there insulting Rachel and completely disavowing her as a friend, I'm I'm concerned that she's going to be really upset with me. But right afterwards, she's like, as we're kind of like walking out the door, she's like, I'm sorry about that. And, And Chloe's like, don't worry about it. You mm-hmm. want to meet later at the junkyard? And she's like, yeah. So yeah. it was all, I felt much better after that. <laughs> Security guard Skip escorts Chloe to clean out her locker and walk her out of the building. But uh, she takes a bathroom break on the way out and tags the place up.
0: And, and that's the, the opening like intro sequence. Yeah. That she, so she starts drawing all over the walls. Right. That stuff. was really
1: cool. Yeah. I I thought for sure she was going to fall off those sinks. <laughs> or, that looking, break, yeah, or that they were going to break. Yeah. Yeah. That they kept focusing on those sinks. And I'm like, oh boy. So Chloe and Skip head out to the parking lot. Chloe says bye to Skip and makes her way through the parking lot to where, uh, to the car where David and her mom are waiting. Apparently it's a Saturday and that's why there's not a whole lot of activity going on. Yeah. I wondered why at first, but Which, uh, Elliot's there hanging out by his car mm-hmm. and did, did we talk to Elliot in the last episode? I didn't remember Elliot. I mean, I kind of recognized him as being a, a guy. I, I don't know that I know, but I didn't remember much, mm-hmm. but he's the guy who's just like, Keeps trying to like ask her out and stuff, ask right. out Chloe and get her to do things, and I don't know. I always say no. So he apparently he bought an extra ticket. I mean, I talked to him. Did you talk to him? Oh yeah. Okay, because it seems like it was optional. Like, oh, I'm you sure could just it was. go right past him. Yeah, and, yeah. So he bought an extra ticket to go see the play uh, and ask Chloe to go with him. We got another uh, choice here, a minor choice, mm. but you can say yeah, why not, or nah, I'm still gonna pass.
0: I don't. I don't think that was exactly the. Or at least that wasn't exactly how it was worded. Really? Because I wrote it down word for word. Huh. Well, then it, it was, was, it wonder if it was different. a little bit differently for me because the option that I picked was one where she didn't fully commit to going. She didn't fully blow him off. She was hmm. just like, that sounds fun, but I'm not the type of person who makes plans. So we'll see. Hmm. That actually sounds like I must have talked to
1: him last episode because my second choice was still going to pass. And that Hmm. sounds like something he would have said last episode. So maybe if you didn't talk to him before, you're basically getting those choices from the last time. maybe. I said, yes, why not? I figure I got to see Rachel in this play if I just gave up my entire school career. Oh, yeah. So so that she could play in this or act in this play. I'm going to go check it out. And if I got a free ticket, sure. I'll hang out with this dude for a little
0: bit. Did he also offer to hug you? Yes. Did you accept the hug? No. It was hilarious and awkward. You should have (laughs) accepted it.
1: (laughs) I said no. So then you make your way over to the car and Chloe, David and Joyce chat about what's going to happen next. Joyce just needs Chloe and David to get along. And David offers to just start things over with Chloe if that's okay with her. And you're given yet another choice. And you could simply say sure or no to agree with this whole idea of let's just forget everything that has happened and let's just start over
0: i have a feeling that our choices in the next section here are going to be the same because i think uh, so it sounds like you're playing episode two the same way that you played episode one which is make a bunch of horrible (laughs) decisions unless your life is in danger
1: well unless something crazy happens right i'm waiting for that character arc where something insane happens and Chloe's like, I got to stop doing this. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen
0: it yet. And with me, you know, I, I'm certainly not playing that same way, but with David, there's no way I'm ever going along with anything that this jerk wants me to do because he's a creepy dirtbag, and I don't want anything to do with him. So I, I lean full on into the rebellious teenager. I'm going to hate my mom's boyfriend <laughs> thing. And I, yeah, I, I I said, no, I'm I'm not going to go along with this plan.
1: It's probably the smart thing to do, though, like to just unless you think this guy is really going to go away sometime soon. But if Mm -hmm. you if you if you think he's going to be there, I guess maybe like, yeah, trying to trying to work things out would be the right thing to do. Maybe. But then given that the very first thing he does in this new world is demand that she empty her pockets onto the front of the car to see just, you know. Listen. The best way to start over is to make sure that you're not abusing any drugs or alcohol. <laughs>
0: right. So, give us your stuff. So it's a darn good thing that that joint wasn't still in the locker. That would have been bad. <laughs> so what did you do? So at, at that point, I did. I, I did actually choose to to comply with his order pretty well for two reasons. One, I knew I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. You know, the the joint wasn't in the locker, so I was pretty certain I didn't have anything on me. And while me as Chloe can't stand David. I would still like things to be better with, with my mom. So I'm trying to do what I can without actually really fully buying in with, with David's insanity. So I complied and did did toss my stuff on the, the trunk of the car.
2: <sighs> Josh, Josh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this
1: is totally something Chloe would not do. She would refuse. Now, she wouldn't just flat out say no. What would she do? She would walk up to the car like she's going to do it, reach into her pocket, pull out a middle finger (laughs) and say, show
0: me a warrant. (laughs) So when I did comply, she turns her back to them, dumps everything out onto the the trunk of the car, turns around, reaches into her back pocket and then does the middle finger thing still, you know, obviously doesn't say the line about the warrant because she did comply.
1: I think that she would value her privacy and that this is if she allows this to happen this time, it's just going to be it's going to be a reoccurring thing and she's not going to have any privacy or whatever. That's That's what that's what I figured. So I imagine the rest of the conversation went better for you then because it only continued to go downhill for me.
0: Uh, I mean, maybe it went better for me, but it it never went well. And I have a feeling it ends the same way with us both refusing to go home Mm -hmm. because, well, like. There couldn't have been another option. We told Rachel we're going to the junkyard. Right.
1: This is like Chloe feeling like her mom is choosing David over her. Yeah. Did you get that line? I did get that. In line. a million years, I never thought you'd choose David over me. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to feel the same way. Like we don't really see Joyce and David like interacting all that much, mm-hmm. and so we don't see what is probably there as being this relationship. That's probably important or going well. I don't know. Right. I, we don't see them do things together. But, you know, at what point does the mother say, you know what? My daughter is more important. And if you guys can't get along, then I, I'm not going to let her. I'm not going to make her suffer for all this. So I kind of was starting to feel that way.
2: Mm.
0: But on the other hand, Chloe needs to shape up. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, she does. And, and I have to imagine that that Joyce is feeling that way but that she's also tempering that with she's being a total rebellious jerk over the last at least months and that is making this whole situation way worse than it needs to be and if we could get her to calm down a little bit then maybe we could make this whole three person family thing work and maybe she uh Joyce is unable to make this work and
1: so she thinks, even if she wasn't having a relationship with David, maybe, you know, she would try to bring in some kind of father figure or something because clearly Joyce is not able to handle
0: right uh, Chloe's behavior. He says, we need a firmer hand steering the ship. Basically, every time he spoke, I thought, how could Joyce be okay with the language that he's using? Mm-hmm. Because he's basically calling out Joyce at the same time and saying that she's not doing a good job as a mom. Right. I got the impression they they probably would
1: have talked about it, right? And she's like, I just don't know what to do, and I can't do this. I need you to help me here.
0: And so it seems like they're on the same page. I don't know. I don't know. Even if they're on the same page at a high level, I still can't imagine her, unless her self-esteem is in the toilet, Mm -hmm. being okay with him saying the things that he did about her. Like, if if I were there, I would want to. Friggin' knock this dude out for being not only such a jerk to Chloe, who you know she somewhat deserves, like she deserves some guidance and all of that, and and discipline. Mm-hmm. But in no way is it appropriate for him to be saying the things that he is about Chloe's mom. Can you tell that we're dads <laughs> and husbands <laughs> who who actually love our wives?
1: <laughs> Chloe makes her way to the junkyard, hangs out there waiting for Rachel. Uh, she keeps busy by trying to fix up an old pickup truck that she finds there. And this is the pickup truck,
0: right? It sure looks like it. it sure looks like it. So eventually she's going to get this truck running. But throughout this whole scene, I, I wasn't really filled with a whole lot of confidence in her ability to actually <laughs> get this thing running. Are you kidding me? She found a car battery.
1: Well, she found a, another truck, right? Mm-hmm. A battery. And it's heavy. She picks it up and then just somehow pockets it. And then, <laughs> right. and then walks back.
0: <laughs> she's got a magic pocket. She's got it. She can handle it. Why did she pick the dumpy old truck when the truck that she took the battery out of was way newer? Right. I was
1: thinking the same thing. Like, like why it was, she was she so hard with it?
0: to get that boot off of the newer truck? If that was the only
1: problem, I'm like, there's got to be a way to get that thing off, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so she's, <laughs> she gets a battery. She finds... <laughs> there's a there's a rusted out hole in the bottom of this truck, mm-hmm. so she gets like a welcome mat, and she gets a light that doesn't even belong, in the dome light, and and so on. And that's what she's doing to keep herself
0: busy. Well, so you may not have known this. I did a little bit of reading today. There were multiple options for how you could fix up your truck. I did not know. Please tell me. So what what options? What did you use to, for the light and for the hole in the in the mat or in the in the floor? Oh, and, the and for seat, the seat covers. coverings. So, yeah. what did you pick for those three things?
2: Interesting,
1: because I, I, I walked around that place a couple of times, mm-hmm. and these are the only things that I could find. So, I found, there was just like a, like almost like a little mini fluorescent red light mm-hmm. bulb, and there was a pirate flag that mm-hmm. I got on top of the boat, Yep, and that was for the seat covering, and then there was like a, a welcome floor mat right? that I found somewhere, and that's what I put on the floor.
0: Okay, so I used the same light, I used the same welcome mat, which... Really, that—that's your plan for fixing something? That's not going to work. Anymore. It's not a fix. It's a bandaid. <laughs> it's barely even a bandaid. You're still going to put your foot through that hole. <laughs> I didn't know about the pirate flag, despite going up in the boat. Mm, so, what did you find then? There's a beach towel oh. on one of the cars.
2: It's I just did like see the, I hanging did see the out the towel. window,
0: and so I grabbed the beach towel. And then I, I did use that same red light, but apparently, there's two other lights that you could have hmm. used. I think one of them is blue. I think I think you had two options for the mats, three options for the lights and maybe just those two options between the the flag. Which the pirate the pirate flag would have been a way cooler seat cover. Oh, it's pretty than, cool. these, than the stupid beach towel.
1: My truck is pretty cool.
0: I wish I would have found that. Did you do the bobblehead? Yes. Okay.
1: Did you? I did. What was the significance of the bobblehead? Cause I think I, I skipped through accidentally what she was saying or, you know what? I never, I never did the look at the bobblehead. So I she never had, a, I did either. She never had a line about like what she thought about this before picking it up.
0: It seemed non-canonical because didn't she have a hula girl on the dash in the first series?
1: Well, probably. I don't remember though.
0: I think she did.
1: So after you get your truck all fixed up, you get a, or Chloe gets a phone call from a number she doesn't recognize and it's her drug dealer, Frank. And he says he has some business to discuss. And they agree to meet at the junkyard. Chloe just chills, smokes, and uh, falls asleep in the, in the truck. When I went up on that pirate ship, not pirate ship, I think it was just a boat. <laughs> it was just a boat. <laughs> <laughs> it had another one of those spots to sit down and chill. Uh-huh. It was a beautiful oh, scenery of the fire. There's beauty in fire. There is beauty in fire, even in your dreams. Because what happens next, Chloe has another one of her dreams uh, starring her dad. This time she wakes up in a truck, not not the dad, not the her dad's car, but in the truck that she was sleeping in. So at first mm-hmm. you're like, did she just wake up? Right. But it's, it's a dream that's taking place in the junkyard and she's waking up from the truck and she looks over at where her dad's car is in the junkyard and it's on fire. There's a fire in the engine part of the car and mm-hmm. her dad's just sitting there roasting marshmallows.
0: <laughs> As one does. <laughs> <laughs> Chilling with his pet raven.
1: So you can actually put together... S'more, or you can do a marshmallow on a stick, and yeah, totally. And so I did. Oh yeah, before I even mention like talking to my dad. Right. It seems like it's a the natural thing that you would do, <laughs> but I I did start initiating the conversation with him, and you know he talks about fire, and I'm hoping it's metaphorical. So he's metaphorically talking about fire and its beauty and danger because it feels like he's talking about Rachel specifically. Mm. He warns her about getting burned before he turns his head to look at her and half of his face has all these burn scars all over it. Mm-hmm. He looks like Two-Face. Right. And then the raven starts like pecking pecking at his face.
0: But before he turns, doesn't he talk about what comes after the fire? And they go to the sky, and the sky has true beauty because he talks about how fire can blind you with its beauty. He start he's talking about fire and he says you're so drawn to it, you don't
1: even realize the danger. Fire blinds us just like darkness. But darkness blinds us with absence, with loss. Fire blinds us with beauty. Fire is jealous, Chloe. It wants all the beauty for itself. That's why you need to be careful of getting burned. And then, yes, the fire goes away. He like, he like waves his hand in front of the virtual camera. And all the fire that's in the forest goes away. And then the sky lights up. Well, you see all the stars come out. Mm-hmm. It's incredible, she says.
0: When he wipes away the fire and the camera pans to the sky to reveal the the beautiful starry sky, her dad says, "Sometimes there's a greater beauty yet to come." Is that greater beauty, Max?
2: Ooh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: that thought had not crossed my mind.
0: If Rachel, I mean, and- it wasn't so obvious that like there was a constellation of max <laughs> in the sky or like
1: a camera or something <laughs> right. or a polaroid that makes sense because we've already seen Rachel in the last episode engulfed in flames mm-hmm. and and we seem to have a lot of fire association with Rachel right oh and like
0: all of the fire stuff here seems to be very directly talking about Rachel she meets Rachel while listening to the to the band Firewalk mhm Rachel's
1: on fire Rachel obviously causes the gigantic forest fire there's the the candles at the dinner table at her house, lots of fire. So if that's the case and he's warning about getting too close to the fire, getting too close to Rachel, this mm-hmm. is going to be a bad thing for her, but that's okay because there's something else coming. That could be max. I like that.
2: That makes sense. Yeah.
1: So finally, Chloe wakes up for real back in the truck in the junkyard and Rachel has arrived. They hang out in the truck and they play therapist to each other's problems. Right. And, and when she talks about the fire, Actually, this is all optional. You can skip all this stuff. You can you can, mm-hmm. you can can just say, you know, it's your turn. Right. I'm done talking, but I had to hear everything. But she talks about the fire and how she's concerned about her, her new special friend doing this crazy, stupid thing and causing this giant forest fire. And Rachel responds in sort of like a third person. Maybe, you know, maybe the special someone was inspired by her new friend and because she needs to learn how to not uh, care so much because all her life she's. She's had to care so much all the time. Mm -hmm. So I think this is important for, at least for me to understanding Rachel and, and her motivations of what, of what she's doing. We're starting to see why she wants to get away uh, so badly to leave this town. And we see obviously a lot more as the episode goes on and especially when we get to her house. But, uh, I'm starting to come around to Rachel, you know, last episode mm-hmm. I talked about how I don't I didn't really trust this girl and how yeah. she's very she seems like she's taking advantage of me, and I still feel that way. In a couple areas that we'll we'll look at later, but uh, I'm starting to come around on Rachel.
0: As I think more and more about these last couple of episodes, though, I don't look at this as a friendship that is rooted in something that actually has the ability to be a long-lasting friendship. They met at a concert. The very next day, they just sort of Come across to each other, and Rachel, who's already planning to skip school, thinks, Chloe's here. Why don't I invite her along for this crazy adventure? But why? And so they do. And then, you know, they go through obviously the rest of the first episode, and it seems like they build up this really intense friendship. But why?
1: You know, people, uh, when people share these moments like this, it really brings them closer together. And so I can. Even though it's kind of weird that even if it wasn't necessarily planned or or how random it may have seemed, you know, once it plays out, I can totally see how they would become close. But your point about not lasting long, I can see and I I, kind of thought the same thing and part of the play that we'll get to later. There's Mm -hmm. one of the options I think that you can respond to in the middle of the play that kind of hints toward that Mm -hmm. thought. So I think you're onto something there. What did Rachel talk about? Because at the end of saying all the talking about all of Chloe's problems, it's like, okay, your turn. Did Rachel say a lot in your playthrough or was it not? For me, Rachel just talks about her dad not seemingly having his own personality. How every time he he talks to somebody, it's really just a performance because, you know, he's like a politician kind of.
0: Yeah. And that was all she talked about for me, too. Oh, okay. Okay. So at that point, uh, Rachel realizes
1: that she has to get ready for the play, so uh, she leaves. Now, she had brought a duffel bag with her and threw it in the back of the truck, and she leaves it there for Chloe and says it's a bunch of survival supplies, but it's, I think it's mostly just clothes.
0: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all we see from it. And so Chloe,
1: uh, Chloe starts to make home in the, in the shack, in the abandoned shack that's in the, in the junkyard. She goes in there and get, opens up the duffel bag, sees all the clothes, sets them all out, and you have a chance to change clothes if you want. Um, but she starts setting up other decorations, like uh, this cool tapestry or something, mm-hmm. and some kind of road sign. I think wrong way, wrong way sign, stuff like that. Did you take this opportunity
0: to change your clothes? I did because in the first game, when you have the opportunity to pick your outfit, uh, I you know I picked the cool shirt with a raven on it and whatnot. But I bought the deluxe edition, which included the ability to wear the outfit that she wears in the the first game mm-hmm. and so this time around you do have the option to put that outfit on and so i did
1: oh okay i tried a few things on including the deluxe stuff and i, did, I felt like it was premature to get that outfit because i feel <laughs> like there's going to be some sort of i don't know the, even the preview uh the preview icon in the menu for the next episode it looks like chloe's wearing the the checkered board flannel red and black shirt that rachel had or something mm. so i like there'd be some point in the story where that would just naturally occur but maybe not anyway i i chose the picture that looks like one of those ink blots that where you're like hey okay what, what do you see in this picture here mm-hmm. you know and uh it's kind of like a, a bird and a skull kind of thing put together but it was interesting and i only bring this up because a couple characters mentioned the shirt later on now oh. there's special dialogue for, for that mm. frank finally arrives in his rv As as Chloe walks up to it, though, the mysterious lady in the white dress walks out.
0: But we still have no idea who the heck she is now and we don't talk to her, but we do know
1: at the end of the game and (laughs) I could have sworn that at some point to you, I was talking to you, Joshua. I don't know if it was during the last episode that we recorded. I don't know if it was after we watched a trailer for this episode. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was, but I said at one point I thought she looked like Rachel. Huh. Interesting. I don't know if it was one of those views from far away, but I thought that like when she turned, and I, cause I I thought it was this this scene right here where she's walking away. It could be
0: because this scene was in the trailer.
1: Yes. And I could have swore like I didn't given that I didn't know the context of what was going on in the trailer. I thought for a second this was just Rachel in a different outfit. And well, we find out later that it is her her mom. So that would make sense. Spoiler. So I feel vindicated. We already mentioned it. <laughs> I know. Then we go inside Frank's RV and we learn that the mill burned down from the forest fire, the mill from the last game where the concert was, and that Damon, the owner and Frank's friend, has lost a lot of money. Frank, possibly against his will, is getting involved with trying to recover some money for Damon. So here's the setup. Here's why, here's why Frank is here. This is what he wants from us. Drew, the dude who bullied Nathan in the last episode, apparently sells oxy. I don't know if that's oxycotton, oxycodone. I don't know what's hip on the streets these days, <laughs> but apparently he was selling that for Damon to all the football players, and that he
0: owes a thousand dollars. But Frank's
1: been trying to get a hold of him, and he's not returning
0: any of his calls. And this is highly unusual because Frank says Drew's a smart kid, and he's good at this, and he's always. He's there to... He, he always communicates quickly, and he's not right now. So the deal
1: is, he wants Chloe to go sneak into Drew's room, find the money, and if she succeeds, Frank will give her 10%, which is...
0: $100. $100. And if if you haven't already paid off your debt to him, which I hadn't, oh, because I didn't steal the money from the
2: t-shirt vendor... <laughs>
0: He'll also wipe out your debt, which was like a
2: hundred
0: sixty bucks or something like that. Wow. So that's a good deal. Yeah. So he's only gonna net a little over seven hundred bucks hmm. out of this deal if you succeed. At least for me, since I didn't pay him back
1: previously. Well, especially once Chloe hears about this ten percent. She totally wants to go. She was on board with this idea mm-hmm. because it's gonna help her and Rachel out in trying to escape this city. Mm-hmm. This town. But During this whole scene, you also have the opportunity to ask about the mystery woman who walked out. Mm -hmm. And now you can stop pretty early on and not get a lot of information about her. But if you push and you get into a a rap battle, you can find out a little bit. The only thing I was able to get out of him was that her name is Sarah, S-E-R-A. Right. And that she's showed up recently and causing problems for a lot of people. But I wondered if I went back to the book, the notebook with all the names and how much people mm-hmm. owed. it.
0: I wanted to look back to see if her name was in there and it wasn't. Oh, interesting. So she's hanging out with this druggie, but she's not buying drugs from him. Well, he is causing said, her lots of problems.
1: He had said that I'm not going to tell you anything because these are my clients and what have you. And they, they right. need to trust me. So I thought that's why I looked in the book, but she wasn't there. So hmm. I didn't think to look in the book. That was smart. Maybe Good he choice. lied about her name. Maybe we don't even have any real information.
0: Oh, that's a possibility too. You don't trust Frank? think he'd lie to you? My drug dealer, Frank. So I I would like to point out that this is, I believe, the first rap battle that I did this episode. Really? And again, flawless victory.
1: (laughs) I'm very happy.
0: I am very proud
1: of you, Josh. You know how to rap. You know how to insult people. Really hurt them. Maybe. Maybe. So, mission accepted. Chloe heads back to school, you know, the place at least I have been expelled from completely. I have no reason to be there. Well, and I don't really have any reason to be there either because I've know. been suspended. But I'm super suspended. <laughs> so she goes back to the school. She finds that the uh, the boy's dorm is locked and she has to steal keys from the maintenance guy, Samuel.
0: This whole scene, I kind of liked in that it was, hey, I'm going to use the sprinkler system. <laughs> To solve another problem here, the you know it's a nice little throwback mm-hmm. to the first one where you douse Victoria and all of her friends, but it was kind of boring, kind of slow, kind of lame at the same time. I didn't really enjoy the whole sprinkler scene and chasing the bird away, and all of that stuff in this part.
1: well, you know last episode we talked about how there wasn't that much in the way of gameplay and puzzles, whereas the mm. first season did, so it felt like you know hey let's let's put one of those in there, um but yeah, it wasn't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But what was kind of funny to me is that I went. Up, I went to go talk to to Samuel, and that dude is so creepy. Oh man, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, I didn't expect to see you back so soon. You must be here for someone special." <laughs> <laughs> and your options. So you can respond, and your options are: you can say Rachel, which makes sense; she's special. Drew, that's true. You are here for true. Drew mm-hmm. Elliot. I mean, he's the guy who's... He's into you. He's hitting on you and stuff. You could say that. I took one look at this and said, nope, I'm out. <laughs> and I immediately hit the bottom option and and, and and left. That was before I even tried the lock. So unfortunately... Or the door. Hmm. That was, so unfortunately, I had to go. I realized then I can't get in. I had to go back and see this guy again and try to get him out to get his keys.
0: Yeah, he was... Uh, I did... You no, know, I, I don't remember who I told him that I was there. To, it, I think I told him that I was there to see Elliot. Yeah. Because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to tell him I'm here to see Drew. That seems like a terrible idea. So I, I didn't have all of the conversations with him, but I wanted to have a few because he was super interesting to talk to. So Steph is also there.
1: She's the girl you uh, could play D&D with. Mm-hmm. Her and uh, Mikey uh in the last episode, but I think you can just skip over this. She seems like another one of those optional conversations. Yeah. But there were there was a consequence choice in here. So I wanted to I wanted to include it.
0: And I think it's a major one. You think so? And it's totally skippable.
1: Yeah. So it can't be a major, major one. It feels major.
0: I think it's somewhat major in your relationship with Rachel. Right.
1: Anyway, she talks about, you know, being a stage manager for the play and, and seeing the other sides of the actors um but she also just like almost just like last minute oh oh also i wanted to ask you i want to make the moves on on rachel (laughs) and i just wanted to see if you guys were like together because i don't want to you know if if you guys are already taken i don't i don't want to i don't want to get in there i don't want to interfere with that right so you still have that option even though i still have that option even though in in the last episode you said it's you know, good friends or what have right. you. She's still is picking up on this possibility of mm-hmm. a romantic relationship. Right. So. Your, your options are, well, at least my options were, you think we're together? I'm
0: not sure. Or she's single. And what did you say? I don't think it'll surprise anybody to know that I said she's single. <laughs> I did think about it for a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, I, I decided to go with she's single. Okay. I said, you think we're together?
1: And that just... It just talked a little bit about what's, you know, where stuff was coming from. Yeah. You know, you guys have been hanging out together and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then it just brought me right back to those same two options
0: of I'm not sure. And she's single. So yeah, I did pick that first option because it did seem like it was something that was like, maybe if I ask, if I ask or respond that way, maybe I won't have to actually make this decision. (laughs) So let's try that first. So I ended up saying, I'm not sure. And Chloe is just, you know,
1: you know, it's, it's kind of confusing right now. and but this was also actually a time where uh so Steph also talked about my shirt. Mm. She says it looks like uh like tea leaves when telling fortunes. And so Chloe asks, "What does it look like? What's my future?" And Steph says, "Bright and sunny." I don't think that's the, I don't think that's I true.
0: don't think that's her future at all. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Apparently Steph didn't play the first season. <laughs> <laughs> so after that, you try to get in the door and you get stopped. I skip the security guard, he's back. He's not happy to see you, and it leads to a rap battle. How'd your rap battle go? <laughs> this is a pretty funny rap
1: battle. So it seems like the whole goal here is to just make him so uncomfortable, right? That he's just he's like, all right, I'm out. Uh, I'm not going to report you or anything. Just mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just stop talking, and I'm going to go. And I the, I just want to say, en fuego utero, en fuego utero. She's just like she's talking about her uterus. <laughs> I'm being on fire, and he's like, "Oh, oh, yeah, ah, uh, oh. Uh. And then at some point, she's like, "You just stared at my." T-t-s. And he's like, "No, uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm so sorry." And then he's just like, he's gone. He gets a phone call about there being in a strange car in the parking lot, and he's
0: gone. Interesting. Did that at all resemble here for rap battle? So that's how my rap battle started. I got the first one correct. I got the second one wrong. What? Uh huh. What did you? I don't even know what happens when it goes wrong. Oh, it goes really, really wrong. So much for your flawless victory. Oh yeah, this this went downhill really, really downhill. You should look this up on YouTube because he gets super angry about having to deal with these kids who all come from privileged backgrounds and they all treat him like garbage all the time, and he's just trying to do his job. And he's like, screw it, I'm done, and he (laughs) quits, and Principal Wells calls him on the radio, and he makes a horrible comment back to Principal Wells, and he quits his job, because I lost the rap battle. Maybe you won the rap battle. Maybe. Either way, you still get in the dorm. (laughs) Yeah. But I felt
1: awful. Wow. I
0: felt awful for losing (laughs) a rap battle. It was not at
1: all what I expected. That guy was, he must have just been on the, like, he- he was, it was going to happen anyway. Right. Right. I feel like you're just trying to make me feel. I am. <laughs> I don't know. Because I didn't get like, that was nothing. I'm like, so I did talk to him in the previous game and we listened to music because he he's in a band and we were listening to music and stuff. And, and so it seemed like it was like, I could see where he would think that I treated him differently than the rest of the kids. If that was a problem that mm-hmm. he was having. Well, I
0: didn't have that conversation with him in the first game. Right. Right. So right. I ignored him in episode yeah. one and then it caused him to quit his job in wow. episode two. Yeah, But at some point he has to leave, right? Because in the first season, he's not the security guard. David is.
1: Right. You get inside the boys' dormitories. <sighs> Chloe searches for Drew's room. And while we're in the room checking everything out, I don't know why his door's unlocked, first of all. Why is his door unlocked? There was no trying to get into the... It just opened. Anyway... We find that actually Drew has gotten a full scholarship, athletic scholarship to Oregon State University. Like this kid's got, actually, he's pretty good at what he does, even though he was bullying Nathan. He's got a bright future.
0: Yeah. And not only has he accepted that scholarship, he was also offered scholarships at Oregon and Washington State. Right.
1: Right. So it wasn't just like he was picking this one because it's all he had. I didn't realize I didn't make the connection or maybe, maybe I just didn't think it was important that Mikey is his little brother. And I, I got in this room and I see a sleeping bag on the floor and all those little characters from the D&D game. Mm-hmm. And I was I was just thrown off there for a little bit. But so it seems that Mikey has been sleeping over in Drew's room. Inside the room is like a chest, like a floor chest, whatever, like a treasure chest. And it's got a lock on it mm-hmm. with a four digit code. And so a lot of what you're doing in this room is trying to figure out what that code is. I never ended up guessing it. Based on any of the evidence in the room or the clues in the room.
0: Right. It ends up being Mikey's birthday. So there's no way to find that though. It in doesn't room. seem like there was any way to find
1: so it. So you just have to, maybe that's just a way of getting you to see Drew's life and know more about him without having an actual interaction with him. Mm-hmm. Cause I think that would, that really affects, it affected my feelings of what happens next.
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: you do, you do get the password. Like you said, it's Mikey's birthday and it does have the thousand dollars inside of the chest mm-hmm. but as you are trying to leave both mikey and drew start coming into the room damon is like in the building and they're trying to get away from him it sounds like they're trying to like go get some stuff we're gonna we're gonna take off mm-hmm. and then you hear damon yelling from down the hall and you can actually you peek out and see him right and right you see that it's him and he's there so drew said it tells mikey to stay inside the room don't say anything and to, and to not open the door And then Drew walks out, closing the door behind him. So we just get to listen to what happens next. We don't get to see what happens next. (laughs) Listening was bad enough. Because Drew and Damon argue in the hall. Damon wants his money, and Drew says he doesn't have it. We know that's a lie, Mm because we're carrying it in our pocket. He claims that sales are down. The guys just don't want the drugs right now. Okay. But they will soon. They will soon. They're doing two-a-days. You know, prices is coming up soon. So, But Damon doesn't care he wants his money now and uh so damon starts to beat drew up now at this point you have a choice and this is one of those "Eh, eh, eh," kind of big choices you Mm -hmm. know like it's take your time figure this out i like that this game doesn't have timers in it yeah because like the telltale games have timers you really sometimes some of the major choices they don't have one but a lot of them you just gotta hurry up and and read and think and that's probably that's probably good in some cases because sometimes I spend way too long and that's not how somebody would, would, would react in, right. at, at, the, at the moment, but your choices are give Damon the money or stay with Mikey. Right. Talk, talk to me. What do you, what are you thinking here? What are you thinking?
0: This is, what, what do you want to do? This is a really, really dangerous situation. I mean, he is beating the crap out of Drew. I don't know what's going to happen if I open this door and I really don't know what's going to happen to Mikey. If I open this door. So I stayed with Mikey. So I stayed with Mikey too.
1: And I don't know how much of my reasoning is like post reasoning, like Mm -hmm. justifying because in the moments I don't know. I just decided to stay with Mikey. I was kind of confused because Frank has sent us on this job. Why is Damon here? Right. And if Damon, if Damon is here for the same thing we are, why -hmm. were we sent on this job? Right. And if, if, if two people are going after the same thing, then maybe Damon isn't like Frank isn't working with Damon. Is Frank trying to steal Damon's money? Mm. Is Frank trying to get the money before Damon gets there? I don't like. I was confused. Like maybe Damon's a whole different person altogether, and maybe he's not like on my side, so to speak. I'm trying to get the same. I'm trying to get this money to Damon, right? So like, part of me is like, I just want to give him the money because he'll stop. Mm. This is like, I got, I got it here first. Don't worry, I'm taking care of it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give it to you, and hopefully, then. He'd be like, "All right, cool." The consequence, of course, would be that Drew and Mikey hate me, but that's okay. I can
0: I can deal with that. And they're gonna hate you because Drew wants to keep this money because his dad is now homeless. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. In right, the, he's in uh, his
1: he lost or, his job or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And also, I kind of didn't want to interfere because this isn't his. This isn't Drew's money, right? Mm-hmm. He owes this money. Yeah, I'm not stealing it from him. I mean, I am. He owes somebody money. I'm collecting the money. The fact that he's got himself in the situation is entirely his own fault. Yep. It's not my problem. Mm-hmm. He's got to suffer the consequences. I'll just stay with Mikey. So i got so many things going on in my head right. when trying to make this decision, but I did choose to stay with Mikey, and what that means is that Damon beats up Drew so bad that his ankle is broken. Knee. He stomps on his knee. In any case, part of his leg is broken, which means that he's not going to be playing football anytime soon. So that's affecting, he's got this full ride scholarship. And if what you say is true about it being the end of May and that, you know, college is starting up soon, I don't know. Can you recover? I don't know how bad the injuries are. Right. We saw, we see like them in the hospital
0: later. Um. Anyway. We also, do you, do we know what year he is in school? Say a senior? I thought so. I guess that probably makes sense. They probably don't make scholarship offers to juniors. Right. Probably. I wasn't an athlete. I don't know. I know I didn't get any of my academic scholarships until I was a senior. Right. Okay, so Damon leaves and when you come back out, obviously
1: Drew's on the floor and it gives you another chance to give the money to him. Mhm. You can either give him the money or continue to keep the money. So, knowing what just happened, did did you change your mind and say I you know what? I don't want this
0: this wasn't worth it. It's not this is your money. I did. You did? I did. <laughs> I did. Because okay. at that point, I, I'm sitting there, you know, I've just read about all of the stuff that's going on in Drew's life in, in his dorm room. And I'm thinking, like, my life isn't quite as bad as yours because I haven't been expelled. But <laughs> but I, I, I'm kind of a high school dropout right now. Yeah. And Drew's got a real chance here to be something in life. and. To help his dad, who obviously needs some help in life, too. He's been kind of a jerk to me. He's been a jerk to Nathan, but I don't really care if he's a jerk to Nathan that much. He's got a lot going for him in his life. I don't want to mess that up. That was my my reasoning at the time. Thinking back on it now, I'm not so sure that I would have been quite as compassionate. But I, w- I certainly was in the moment, and I gave him the money.
1: I did not give him the money. I kept I kept the money. I figured, well, this is stupid. I can't give him the money now because he's already had the injury. So I'm going to get the worst of all worlds <laughs> where not only is he injured, but now they hate me. And if I give him the money, I'm not getting the 10% for, for me and Rachel.
0: Well, one of the other reasons that I do remember justifying giving him the money is if I don't give him the money and tell him what I was doing there, the very next question is going to be like, so... Why were you in my room?
1: Never came up.
0: Never came up. Never came up. So, you just like, peace out. Hope your leg heals, and and you bail. Like, how does that? They take go? him to the hospital
1: or whatever. Like, they I don't remember how he gets there, but Chloe just takes off. Okay. Not like, oh my god, I'm getting out of here. But like, yeah, she was done. Hmm. You know, I hope things work out.
0: Interesting. So, do you immediately take it back to
1: Frank? No. No, not at all. I go straight to backstage. I go back to the stage and, and and look for Rachel. What about the text messages from Frank? I start getting
0: tons of text messages. Yeah. I'm getting text messages all over the place. Always at really terrible times. Yeah, my
1: mom wants to know what's going on. I'm getting fire alert warnings. Mm-hmm. Frank wants to know why I'm taking so long to get his stuff. I'm like, dude, it's been five minutes. And he's like, it's been 20. Mm-hmm. Like, Okay, sorry. And then he's like, hey, I, Damon said he had to go, you know, Hurt him, hurt the dude or what have you, but he didn't see you there. What's going on? Where's the money? You know, and now Frank thinks that I'm off stealing his money Mm -hmm. and I don't respond for some reason. And I don't know why she doesn't respond because Frank's freaking out.
0: Right. Because I didn't respond. My my Chloe didn't respond. But that seems like a logical choice because- I don't want to tell him mm-hmm. that I had the money and then gave it back.
1: Yeah. So but you have the money, I have the money. So I would think that she'd say, Hey, I, no worries. I got it. I'll, you know, meet up with you later. I got to go do some stuff. But also I'm getting, I'm getting text messages from stuff saying how, you know, I just heard from Mikey about what happened and I'm mm. so glad that you made that choice and you, you were there for him and he really appreciates it and stuff. And I'm feeling really guilty. Like right. I, I, afterwards I felt really bad about this decision. <laughs> like I totally, I totally thought I made the wrong decision from not like from a game perspective but just mm-hmm. you know the wrong decision but now that i think about it what they probably would have done is, is mikey would have been hurt i think that if i'd opened the door to give him the money somehow mikey would have been hurt they still would have ended up in the hospital but it would have been the other it, and drew would have been really upset that his brother got hurt because of it i bet you that that's what
0: would happen so you think that by opening the door and giving damon the money He's then going to beat up Mikey? Well, I don't know. No, I think that some other order of events would have happened. I
1: would have tried to give him the money. He would have seen Mikey and used Mikey to try to threaten to get the money out of Drew. Mm. I don't know. Something like that. That's my hunch. Maybe I'll look it up. Yeah. Maybe I won't. That kind of ruins the magic. But it was one of those things where if I had the ability to go back in time, I might have decided to do something different. Yeah, just to see how it works out. No, I mean, like, if I had the ability to just go back and fix one thing, even then I might try to, because I felt really bad. So yeah, after that whole ordeal, Chloe heads back to the play, which is up front again. I realize now that this is an outdoor play, which is really cool, but it hasn't started yet. And so she has backstage to find Rachel. So there's a few things backstage that you can do that I think are optional, and but I'm going to go through some of them anyway. We see Samantha eavesdropping on Nathan and his dad. Did you, did you see this conversation? I totally didn't see this. Okay. So yeah, she's just like leaning around a corner, uh, probably behind one of the the changing tents and you can hear like two people arguing back there. And so you go up and you just kind of listen in and Nathan is, he's, he's playing a part in the play. Mm -hmm. Nathan is all like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do the football team and stuff because I, people are going to make fun of me. I'm going to get bullied. And so he's talking with his dad and it's, it's the whole, like you will not ruin the Prescott name. You're going to do this. You need to stop being so weak. Yada yada yada, and mm-hmm. then like flips a switch, and is like, "So go break a leg," and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a there's a consequence thing. So afterwards, you and Sam, you kind of talk about what you just saw, and I thought it was kind of funny. I'm gonna, I, I just want to read this. You can decide if you want to include this or not. I don't, Samantha's like, I I wish he uh, the dad. I wish that his dad would just go away and leave him alone. And Chloe says, Nathan's Nathan's dad sucks. But you should be careful what, about what you wish for when it comes to parents. And Samantha's like, oh, Chloe, I wasn't thinking. I'm sorry. And she said, and Chloe says, for what? You didn't kill my dad. Or did you? Dang. <laughs> that was a joke, she says. And Samantha says, I know. Your dark sense of humor reminds me a lot of Nathan's. Actually, the two of you are really similar. Oh, that's harsh, man. So it kind of go. they talk a little bit more about don't
0: murder anybody. <laughs>
1: About how in some ways, you know, Nathan and and Chloe kind of behave the same in certain ways Mm. and and the way that they are looked at from other people. Right. And I I see how it's trying to get us to sympathize with Nathan. I can appreciate that. Still hate the guy. But Samantha asked for advice like what, you know, what should she seems to have a crush on Nathan. She really likes this guy. And she's probably going to end up dead. She probably does end up dead. We should probably look at the thing. Is Samantha on the list of girls from last season who are have gone missing and die? I don't remember it being a list of girls. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure that there's I'm sure that there's a list of
0: <laughs> anyway. I just remember Rachel being missing.
1: So she asked for advice on what to do. And so your options are just give him up. Don't worry about Nathan. Give him space or give him some help. What would you have
0: said? You know, the most responsible choice would be to give him help. Especially knowing the future. Right. The Chloe choice would have been to say to drop him like a bad habit. Probably. So what did you pick? I chose give him space. No,
1: that's just what I would recommend. It. It was my, I mm. guess that was my own advice coming through. Because mm. Chloe says, you know, whenever I get angry, I just want people to leave me alone. Mm. And I totally sympathize with that. So Chloe enters the changing tent. Rachel's not there. Mm -hmm. it's just Victoria and she has two cups of tea on the counter and she, it's really hard to see, but she does something like, it looks like she's putting something in the drinks. Mm -hmm. She's making tea. Maybe it's a tea bag. I don't know, but Chloe is awfully suspicious of this. So now Victoria leaves the room and you have the opportunity to kind of walk around the room and explore and look at what's going on here. And Victoria's bag is down on the ground. And so of course we're just going to rummage through it and pull everything out and there's a pill bottle of muscle relaxers. Then we hear Victoria talking and so she's coming back so we we'll hurry up put everything back and we go hide behind the changing screen. So that's when Victoria comes back in and, and she's explaining to Rachel, she's got Rachel with her, that it's a, it was an ancient Greek custom for an understudy to offer hot tea to the lead actress on opening night. It says a form of appreciation. She's her understudy, thank you for teaching me and yada yada yada. Mm. And so she's trying to get rachel to drink this tea and rachel's like oh thank you you know this is nice and so then you you have an option consequences Mm -hmm. no rap battle here do you distract victoria i don't know presumably to i don't know somehow get rachel out of the situation or do you just flat out tell rachel i flat out told rachel stop (laughs) she's she's drugged this she's put muscle relaxers in this drink that seems like a chloe thing to do and victoria of course is like what no 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 and Rachel starts to play along. She's fun. Rachel's kind of a fun girl. <laughs> Chloe, Victoria is my friend. She would never. <laughs> and then Victoria kind of like turns to, turns to Chloe, and she's like, gives this like smirk on her face, like, ha ha. She's not buying it. You know, you can't do this. And then Chloe's like, fine, have her drink it then. <laughs> and Rachel says something like, I wouldn't dare insult her integrity like that. But on the other hand. If it would make the situation better, if this would convince you, Vic, I think she calls her Vic. <laughs> Take a sip. Show show uh drop out Chloe. That she doesn't know what she's talking about and stuff like that. And so Victoria's just like she's kind of like hesitating and she's slowly bringing the cup up to her mouth and she's like and she takes a couple sips. And she's like, fine, there, happy, and then she walks away. Hmm. And about five minutes later, she passes out outside. Just... <laughs> so clearly she's trying to get the part. Although based on what you said in, in your playthrough, she she shouldn't have been doing that. No, she didn't anyway. even have
0: the lines memorized because she she was the understudy to Rachel Amber. There is no way that Rachel <laughs> Amber isn't going to be the lead. So that is not at all how this worked out for me, which is why I'm a little confused about this, because when I walked into the tent, Victoria is super nervous. She's freaking out. She's taking pills and drinking tea and is super nervous that she is going to ruin this whole play. And Rachel walks in with you and you get a chance to do a rap battle to convince, (laughs) to convince (laughs) Victoria that she shouldn't do this, that she's obviously not prepared. And After my complete failure with Skip, I, again, flawless victory, this one at least, and convinced Victoria that she should, that she should quit. And she does. She decides, she storms off and says, I don't want anything to do with this play. And it sure seems like Rachel is going to fill in for her. So why did you get a completely different option here? Choice and consequences, Josh.
1: Choice and consequences. So, which this choice goes did back you make? to the very first choice that you made. This episode, did you go along with Rachel, I or did. did you take the blame? I did go along with Rachel,
0: but when so I...
1: you went along with Rachel. Mm-hmm. Rachel accepted her punishment of not being in the play. Right. I took the blame. Rachel is in the play.
0: Oh, you so, didn't mention that.
1: Sorry. So that was part of why I did this. I said that. The reason I want to go see the play is because I just got expelled and I got Rachel into the play. I want to go see her in the play. Right. She's in the play. Right. So when I come in the room, Victoria is not in, she's not in the outfit for the character of the play. Right. right. She's, Which just for me, she
0: was. She's just being Victoria. Okay. In her normal Victoria outfit. Okay. See, going all the way back to that very first decision, when I was making my choice, I assumed regardless... Rachel isn't going to be in the play and she doesn't get to be the administrative assistant first period and whatever other <laughs> stupid crap Principal Wells had to say. I didn't assume that she would get her position back if I took the blame because she still cut school. Well, yeah, because Principal
1: Wells even says, you know, I you're telling me this, Chloe, but this only implicates you further. This does nothing right. to help Rachel. Exactly. I think it was just because it was her first it was her first time and that Chloe Mm -hmm. It was all, it was mostly Chloe and yes, Rachel did leave school. He said, you will be in the play and she looked much more relieved.
2: Hmm.
1: So that's why the scene plays out completely differently. Right. So regardless of what happens in, in the changing tense, you hear the, the director, he's freaking out because, uh, the actress who's playing Ariel, which is a big part in this play, can't make it on time because of the fire, like the roads are blocked or I don't Mm. know, whatever. So he's afraid they're going to have to cancel the show because they don't have, she didn't have an understudy. So there's no one to play that part. And what does Rachel do? She volunteers (laughs) Chloe. Hey!
0: Throws Chloe under the bus. You should do
1: this. (laughs) And Chloe's like, no way, you can't be, no way. No, 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 no. And the guy asks, you know, hey, have you ever acted before? And she's like, no. And Rachel's like, that's not true. We play improv games all the time. (laughs) And she's fantastic at it. And I'm like, is another part where this game has come back to bite me, right? right. Like I was trying to do good things earlier and play mm. these fun games with Rachel and now it's come back and I'm like, I don't want to go on stage. I don't know these lines. Nope. The next thing we see is that Chloe is dressed up in the outfit back in the changing room.
0: <laughs> that was like the best part of this episode for me. <laughs> I actually
1: read through the script. Did you see it? It's like right in front of her on the counter is the script. Well, you better. To the play. And I'm like... I wonder how bad this is going to be for her. Is just is this just like a small part and she's just going to come on, say a couple lines and be mm-hmm. done for the whole play or what right. have you? And I'm like turning the pages and I'm like, "Geez, It's like three pages. How are you going to memorize all this in in like 10 seconds?
0: So you know how I memorized it? Huh? I pulled out my phone and took pictures of the script. <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to get it right. I, I just figured they
1: wouldn't let you fail, like I didn't even th- I didn't oh, even I thought think. there was
0: a pretty decent chance that you would have an option to get the lines wrong. I didn't even think that I'd have to choose the lines like, i didn't, i didn't
1: It didn't even cross my mind, but I was thankful when it, it started going, and I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> what was that I was supposed to say? <laughs> and you remembered well enough? Yeah, I remember I got two out of the three right okay I rem so I remembered uh I remembered the first one. And then at some point I remembered that she had to go walk around to the boat. Mhm. Um and I remembered that one and then I did I got one of the lines wrong. The next one is to say troops instead of No, I did else. troops. I did troops. And then the last one is liberty. And I did liberty. So there was another one in there. Okay.
0: There must have been four There's It's probably the one before the she walks up to the boat. Oh, it was the Or when she's on top of the boat. It was the hell is empty one. Oh, that's like the most famous line from this Right, whole play. Right, I I missed that one.
1: <laughs> I don't remember what I said, but it was wrong. And it, it kind of it cuts back to the director, and he's like, "It sure is," or I don't whatever <laughs> says. <laughs> Otherwise, he was pretty happy and impressed.
0: Yeah, I I nailed it. I was the perfect actress because I totally cheated. Okay, so I've never
1: had any experience with the tempest in school. Me neither. Nothing, and I can't understand what the what this shakespeare stuff is is i can't understand it Mm -hmm. right and so i had to go to wikipedia i had to go to uh spark notes to to review this to understand what was going on here and spark notes shout out to them they have a no fear shakespeare section (laughs) where they show they have a a a two columns where on the left side they show the original Mm -hmm. play as it's written and then on the right side they have modern english equivalents translations you could say right Anyway, apparently the play is about the sorcerer Pros- Prospero, and he's the rightful Duke of Milan, and he is plotting to restore his daughter Miranda to her rightful place using illusion and skillful manipulation. That's mm-hmm. like, that's what the story is about. And I even noticed when I was looking at the at the script that they had crossed out words and things, right? Because Prospero is a male character, right? And so they've changed it. So for Rachel, they've changed it to Prospera with an A at the end oh, okay. and any reference to master, they've changed to mistress. Mm-hmm. And apparently also Ariel, this is actually, the, the history is a little strange here. It seems like they think that this character was played by a woman usually for like a few hundred years. And then at some point it changed to a man and that nowadays we typically think of that as being a male part. Hmm. And so it also was kind of had, had a slight change to it. Interesting. So the scene that we're participating in is is in Act One. It's right at the beginning, hmm. which makes sense because eventually, the the girl who actually is supposed to be playing Ariel does make it to the right. play, and she finishes the rest of the play off. Yeah. So it like there's no way that we could have made it through an entire Shakespeare <laughs> no. play having never read the thing and trying to memorize right. those lines. But as I was comparing. What was being said in the game versus what was written in the, in the, in the actual play, they skip tons of lines, right? Like, th- this one section is Act 1, Scene 2, but even in just one short little sequence, they'll just skip a bunch of lines. It's almost like they're taking the first and the last. So they're really shortening up so you don't have characters just talking for, like, 10 minutes straight, mm, right? Okay. So Chloe does her best recalling her lines and stage direction and if you cheat like Josh then you really just you get it perfect <laughs> but at the point where uh Chloe says liberty like i want my liberty mm-hmm. that's when Rachel just goes off the rails and she goes completely off script at that point it's not resembling anything like the original play right and you can see it i mean i confirmed it by looking at the play mm-hmm. but you can see everybody's like what what's going on here
0: but she's still na- like it seems like she's making this up on the fly and in perfect Old English. It was an impressive I get word.
1: that. I can get that from Rachel. She she may have had this planned. But yeah. Chloe responding to it? Right. There's no way I would have been doing that. And actually nope. some of the options are like, just give up. And be like, what are you? Like, no, we're done doing
0: this. <laughs> but you didn't do that. You you kept the, the interesting part of the play going, right? I did. So apparently what's supposed to be happening here is that Ariel is like the
1: spirit thing that only Prospero can see. and he, she is like a slave and in doing all, all of his bidding or what have you. And, but there's been like some sort of deal where if you do my bidding, then I'm going to set you free. And so Ariel's like, okay, I did, I did this one thing for you. Don't forget you're going to set me free. Right. Mm. And so Prospero's like, geez, come on. I, yeah. Okay. Whatever. You keep doing my bidding. Maybe in two days I'll, you know, I'll set you free or what have you. So that's where the whole, I want, you know, my Liberty, right. My Liberty. And, but Rachel doesn't say all that stuff about, In two days or what have you, she just starts talking about how like, no, no, I can't give you your freedom. I don't want to give you your freedom. I would like things like I would miss you so much or I don't want to see you be out there without me. Mm -hmm. You know, I would be too jealous or what have you. And so it seems like it's like Rachel just doesn't even care about the audience. She doesn't care about the play. She's talking directly to Chloe about her and what they're planning to do together. Right. It's almost like a marriage proposal. Right. She's like, you know, what do you, what do you say to this? And then somebody from the audience shouts,
2: say yes. Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Chloe says, yes, I think, unless you had a choice. Like, I don't remember if there were any choices on that part.
0: I don't think that there were. I don't think there was a choice there.
1: So what could have been a disaster, the uh, director seemed like, seemed to think this was a really good adjustment to the play. That's kind of strange.
0: Well, they did it so well.
1: So we, we talked about it earlier where. You were saying something about how you, you don't think that this necessarily could be a long lasting friendship the way that it's starting out. Mm-hmm. So in in the play here, when Rachel's gone off script, Rachel says, you know, why, why would you want to be free? This is good stuff. Like, we're happy. Right. And in Chloe responds with, or you have the option to respond with something like excitement isn't happiness. It's like, are you doing this just because it's fun? It's new and exciting and fun. Do you really care about me as a person? Rachel asks. Why would you want to be free? Isn't this exciting? Isn't this fun? That sort of thing. And then you have an option to respond about it, what, you know, excitement. Either excitement is not happiness, or excitement will grow old. Or excitement will grow old. And I chose the first one. So did I. And she talks about how excitement is not the same thing as bliss. And the impression I got was that Chloe wants to make sure that Rachel isn't doing this whole hey we're best friends let's let's escape the city that she doesn't just like Chloe because it's new and exciting right she wants to make sure that she cares about who
0: Chloe is just on a normal day when we're not cutting school yeah yeah when we're not breaking into crazy rock concerts like are we still going to be friends on the normal day and i think
1: that really i think that goes back to what you're saying about can mm-hmm. this can this friendship last is it that kind of thing She also mentions in there about storms and adventure, and we know about the storm coming, Mm -hmm. so there's that reference there to kind of reminds you of the game. But also the Tempest in the play is a storm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's part of Rachel's character has asked uh, Chloe's character to create the storm for whatever purpose that they're doing, but more storm references, so that's Mm -hmm. cool. I I just can't believe that Chloe can come up with this Shakespearean stuff on the on the fly.
0: Right. I, what, I just, mean, she's a smart kid or else she wouldn't be a black well. But this is one of those willing suspension yeah, of okay. believe sort of things. Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. So after the play, Chloe joins the rest of the cast, uh, to bow. But we see that actually the mystery lady was watching the play too. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point the play is over and the girls are walking through the neighborhood streets. It's dark. It's nighttime. And they're talking about the play and they're celebrating how well it went. Rachel tells Chloe that they should leave tonight for real. But Chloe thinks that they're not ready yet. I mean, like, how far could they get without a car? How would they get any money? We can't just leave our parents, right? But you know what? Rachel has a solution to everything. She doesn't care. She doesn't want to hear any of these obstacles. Nope. She, she's ready to go. She's like, listen, you're fixing the car. And I've got money from my dad. He gives me money every now and then. It's like hush money. And you know what? Screw our parents. We don't deserve these situations that we're in. You know, Chloe goes along with it for now. But she's like, you know, where where would they even go? So you've got a choice, another consequence here. Would you go just on the open road? Would you head to Los Angeles? I guess that would be south. South to Los Angeles. Or would you go cross country east toward New York?
0: It seems like the correct option to say would be New York. Why? Because in the first episode, Rachel talks about how it's always been her dream to go to New York and she wants to go to Broadway. And that's what she said in the first episode. But... As I was playing through this, I seem to remember that in the first season, Chloe talked about them going to California, wanting to go to California together. Mm. So I said Los Angeles. Ooh, I said New York because New York was the right answer. Because <laughs> <Well, laughs> it just depends on whose timeline you want to follow.
1: Yeah, I completely forgot about anything about California from the first game. So I was and just, I could be wrong. Yeah, I was just basing it off of the ep- last episode that she mm. wanted to go to New York. So. Chloe tells Rachel to just stop. Just stop talking. Let's stop playing. You know, this isn't going to happen. But Rachel is, she's not joking around. She's like, no, we're going, let's go right now, tonight. What would it take to convince you how serious
0: I am right now? So. There are multiple options here. (laughs) But how many options? I had three options. I had two.
1: Okay. So I figured this might be a place where we're going to have diverging stories here mm-hmm. because for me the three options were give me your bracelet and that'll that'll tell me that you're serious kiss me and that'll tell me that
0: you're serious or get a tattoo mm-hmm. and that'll tell me so i obviously didn't have the op- maybe it's not obvious but i didn't have the option of a kiss because i've basically made every possible choice to say that this isn't a romantic relationship mm-hmm. so you only had two choices so uh, how did you? How did you narrow it down? How did you decide between the bracelet and a tattoo? The tattoo seemed ridiculous. So, <laughs> uh, uh, like, sure, let's go find a tattoo parlor. Like that just seems insane. That that's a dumb. That's a dumb thing to request. So I said the bracelet. So what happens then? Rachel's like, um, my dad says that I've worn this bracelet from the day I came home from the hospital. That I've never taken it off my whole life and then i actually had an option to say then you should keep it like it's really really important to you you mm-hmm. should just keep it and so i did I kind of felt like a jerk for even asking for it at that point point. and rachel really proves that no she wants to do this because she says right it is that important to me and that's why i'm giving this to you and she gave me the bracelet hmm. so how about you cool i was tempted to do the
1: kiss option because it seemed like That's that's a powerful message, Mm -hmm. you know, taking the relationship, you know, the next to the next step. But I go back to the whole is this temporary thing? It seems like hormones would play a lot into that sort of decision, a lot of emotions and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And that maybe this could she could very well change her mind tomorrow. It's just
0: more of that temporary excitement.
1: Yeah, that doesn't do anything. So I, I did not choose that option. So, then so was, you wanted
0: something permanent.
1: So you went with a tattoo. So I went with tattoo. <laughs> I have a feeling you didn't go with tattoo. <laughs> I did go with tattoo. You did? I did go with tattoo because I was afraid that something like that was going to happen with the bracelet. She was going to have some sort of story about how this was so important to her
2: hmm.
1: and that it was going to be something that she like, well, not literally, but just could not do. Mm-hmm. And it was going to put us in this position of trying to force her to make this choice between these two things. And I I just had a hunch that was going to happen. Right. And so tattoo, she can't have any real reasons not have a tattoo. That's permanent-ish. Yeah. Right, you can always have it removed. Uh, but sure. it really it really drives home that point of how serious you are. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got to the tattoo option. So what happens is that uh, she says, give me a promise in ink. And Rachel's like, what, you mean like a contract? She's like, no. And She gets out her marker that she's been using to tag everything all over the place. And she holds Rachel's arm and draws a star on her wrist and it
0: says that's only temporary but if you get it done for real then i'll believe you huh and you you obviously don't walk to the tattoo parlor before going back to rachel's house well here's the problem with that right time she wants to leave now right, right.
1: you can go find a, a tattoo exactly. parlor arcadia bay man they've got tattoo parlors all over the place i'm sure also the money how much does a tattoo cost i haven't i've got the thousand dollars now That's true. You do. So, I mean, there is, there is that.
0: I think a little star on your wrist
1: would be under a hundred bucks. I would hope so. Anyway, you know, Rachel says she's got money, but Rachel's like, no, I I want to go now. Oh, and then like it starts snowing. Well, it's not snow, but it's not snow. It's ash from the fire. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, this is a, this is a, 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 A a sign. And somehow that's enough to convince Chloe to go back to Rachel's house, get clothes, get supplies, and try to leave tonight. It's kind of weak, dude. We go to Rachel's house and Chloe just stops outside and looks at this place and it looks nice. Mm -hmm. Even just from the outside. Super nice. But they go inside and it looks even nicer. (laughs) So they go inside and and Rachel's mom, who we know is not her mom, I think, uh, is making food in the kitchen. So they try to sneak by, head upstairs to get stuff. But uh, Rachel's dad comes down the stairs while While they're trying to go up. So they're caught. They have a little conversation. And uh, the Ambers invite Chloe to stay for dinner. Rachel tells her parents that she's just going to go upstairs to wash up. But actually she's going upstairs to pack. And uh, she reminds Chloe that they just need to make it through this dinner. And don't say anything that she would normally say. In the meantime Chloe helps Rose uh, set the table while they wait for Rachel. So yeah this place is nice. And this is probably my my favorite part of this entire episode really because i just i'm just going around it's not so much the checking things out you see trophies and stuff you see Mm -hmm. but you see how nice this house is and how well off rachel is compared to chloe and but the way that she talks to the parents you you know that you can't say anything really crazy because you're gonna get kicked out right and that's gonna ruin everybody's plans right but it doesn't stop her from being a little weird she's just she's just being chloe weird. And so like she's talking to the parents and it's just making a bunch of dad jokes and things. So I have some examples here. So Chloe's talking with James and uh, she says, your wife wants to know what drink you're having. And he says, uh, let's say Sherry. She says, OK, one, two, three,
0: Sherry. <laughs> I did do that. That one was funny.
1: Uh, so then she goes back to Rose and says what, you know, what James wants. And and, and Rose says to Go get glasses. The glasses are in the China cabinet. You can get one at his, uh, you can place one at his setting. And Chloe says, how am I supposed to get to China? Yeah, that was lame. (laughs) She she did do that for me too. But it's like every time that one of the parents would say something, and it was, it's one of those weird English phrases that if you really sit to think about, or if you take literally. Mm Mm-hmm makes no sense and she would just she would respond in that way and half the time the parents are like what what do you what are you talking about <laughs> right. and the other time they're like okay haha funny you know like mm-hmm. they didn't really they don't appreciate that kind of humor i guess i thought it was hilarious
0: yeah you you can tell that she's just like she doesn't know how to not be herself <laughs> so this is what happens
1: so at some point everybody's ready and they sit down and have dinner and it's a little awkward rose tries to keep the conversation going Rachel kind of chokes a little bit on her drink when she talks about the fire <laughs> that no one seems to care about. Right. Her dad mentions that the latest report from the commissioner's office suggests that it was arson. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking. Rose says something to Chloe, something like that she's so sorry about what Chloe has gone through in the last couple of years and lets her know that, you know, she's welcome in their home anytime, which prompts James to start talking about the importance of family and Chloe can just tell Rachel is starting to get really upset because they know. Oh, yeah. Like, they know his dirty secret.
0: Rachel is squirming in a chair. Her hands are like shaking with rage. So we have we have a choice here. We can either calm Rachel down or let's just
1: let's just do this now and let's have a rap battle. Let's get our first time having dinner with the parents, you know?
0: it <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a good time. Let's let's attack the dad. Yeah. So uh, you know, with my my streak of flawless victories and rap battles <laughs> I, no i did not choose, like there's no way i'm trying not to be chloe i'm not i'm not at all about to jump into a talk challenge with rachel's dad i just want this dinner to be over with so that we can get out of here so i chose the option to call him rachel she just said don't say anything bad you know she right. just said we just
1: got to get through this and now it's so now it's our job she's losing it it's now our job to calm her down so that's what I chose to.
0: Well, we attempt to call Rachel. We chose the
1: option, calm Rachel. Mm-hmm. And then Chloe does, says this weird, this weird thing about her philosophy on life kind of, but just as trying to do a secret message to Rachel, be to just calm down and don't worry about it. You can, you know, you'll make it. But anyway, Rachel just can't take it anymore. And Rachel starts to call out her dad. On the things that he's saying. Calls him a hypocrite because they just saw him yesterday making out with this with this woman. The Rose starts to get paranoid. Like, James? James? Like she has no idea what's going on. Which seems
0: like the appropriate response. Mm-hmm. Except that when we get the reveal, there there's no reaction from her at all. She's got a completely blank expression on her face. She has she's not impacted by James stating that. Rose isn't Rachel's biological mom. Now part of that would be obviously Rose knows that she's not Rachel's biological mom. Right. She would have been intimately familiar with <laughs> <laughs> with that had she been her her biological mom. But I would still expect some sort of reaction and, and there's just none. So like like a look of
1: understanding, like oh. Because even even if she's aware of this, because of course she is, is she aware of him visiting visiting this person mm-hmm. and kissing this person? Yeah, the so kissing if, is the big thing, if, right? If this isn't his mistress, but if he's kissing her, yeah, what does that make Rose? Maybe they're just in an open relationship. And I don't they all, think they're
2: in an open relationship.
0: I don't think that's... They're all aware of each other. Is Rose the mistress? I don't think Rose is the mistress. What I would expect here is that early on in their marriage or maybe right before their marriage James met the woman in the white dress had a thing with her she got pregnant but this this woman in the white dress Sarah she's got some sort of issues like she's certainly she doesn't seem like James's kind of woman she's got tattoos she's now back in town causing all this trouble for drug dealers <laughs> like she's not wife of the district attorney kind of woman as far as we can tell so far. So either there was an affair super early on in their marriage and they decided to take the baby from from that affair, Rachel, and raise her as James and Rose's daughter, or a similar thing happened, but it was before the marriage. Either way, Rose... Seems completely in on this and, and that, you know, they've chosen at some point a long, long time ago that they were going to raise Rachel as their daughter and never tell her that she isn't the biological daughter of Rose. But I, like I almost said, why? Like, I do kind of want to know why. There's a thousand reasons that aren't really all that great material for a video game. As to why that could be the case, I mean, I know people in my real life who have crazier stories than that.
1: (laughs) I think the, regardless, how do you explain the kissing thing?
0: That is the weird part. Because if, if it was a fling, even if it was an extramarital affair 17 years ago, why would you still be kissing this lady? That doesn't make any sense. It's an open relationship. It's not an open relationship. That is not the answer. That's my, that's my prediction. Or
1: it's something supernatural. It's not something supernatural. And then I can't come up with another explanation.
0: It seems like it's just rekindling this affair, but even his response to try like this whole trust me sort of response and stuff, none of it really makes any sense. But this guy was completely blindsided by Rachel bringing this up. So he's, he's a trapped rat at this point and who knows how he's going to respond.
1: And and the whole thing about looking at Rose's reaction, it's, you know, it cuts cuts to black pretty quick. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe we just aren't supposed to have the reaction yet. I just wish that we had some sort of reaction because that's this cliffhanger of it just it just leaves too many questions for me. Because so what is the third episode going to be about? If this is if this episode is setting up the finale, Mm -hmm. I just feel like it could go anywhere. I don't even have any sense of where it could go. Oh so. There are, there are a few more things. So there's, there's an, just like last time where the, uh, we had the fire and then it, it cut to a bunch of different people in different places and how they were reacting to the fire. We do get that kind of thing here at the end where it's just showing a bunch of people doing different things. So let me go through these real quick and you tell me if there were any others or if they were different because I feel like they could be depending on our choices. So the first one is that Steph and Mikey are at the hospital, but we don't see Drew. But I could have swore we saw a text message saying that he was okay. Okay yeah yeah
0: I got a message along those lines too
1: uh, we see Damon go into Frank's RV and marks off Drew's name with blood mm-hmm. Victoria stares at a flyer for the Tempest Joy enters Chloe's room but she hasn't come home yet she and David hug back at the school Samantha is applauding Nathan and finally our mystery lady who we now know is Rachel's mom stand under a street lamp as the ash continues to fall from the sky from the fire in the forest that's it so did you have anything else
0: no those were all the same clips that i got Mm, okay and then there was a post-credit
1: scene but it wasn't much it was just chloe getting in the truck in her truck in the in the junkyard like in a super hurry she turns it on and it fades to black and then the title screen changes again did you see the new title screen
0: yeah it changes to the forest being completely burned
1: yeah yeah that's cool Cool. So, do you have any other theories or predictions, or any other miscellaneous thoughts you want to go over? You know, what do you think is going to happen next episode? Do you feel any differently about this episode now that we talked about it? Things like that.
0: I don't really feel a whole lot different. I still think it's it's just an okay episode. I think if it was a better episode, we wouldn't be left wondering quite so much of what the heck is this this next and final episode going to be. They just didn't give us nearly enough to, to get us there. I do have a couple of thoughts. This is all prequel to the previous game. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of things that happen between this game and the previous game. Skip's obviously gone. David's working at the school. Dave is working at in school instead. My storyline already gave us that transition pretty easily. Mm-hmm. And, and that's good because David is jobless in in this current episode so he's going to need that job. The other thing that hasn't happened yet at Blackwell. They haven't hired Mark Jefferson, photography teacher. I saw a flyer or
1: something for ph- photography classes but I don't remember if there was mm-hmm. a teacher name on there.
0: There's not. Okay. I'm pretty certain he's not there yet. Okay. And obviously, he's a pretty important character in the original series. We've also got this you know, one of those last little clips there at the end is devoted to Samantha and Nathan. So we could see something there between Nathan, Mr. Jefferson. We were saying that there was how much time between the two games? Were we saying two years? I think we said two years.
1: Yeah, I hope they don't try to like shove everything into one episode that try to that tries to bridge the two. Mm-hmm. You know, because there's those things and there are other things like... We know that Chloe and Rachel never make it out right of the city. So whatever their plans are, we know they're not actually going to go through with it or they do and are some reason forced to come back soon after. We know that Rachel and Chloe's friendship goes downhill at some point. I remember in the last game they talked about Rachel sleeping with Frank. Mhm. You know, do we think any of that's going to happen? next episode do we feel like we need to have like what is the closing to this well how do we leave chloe and rachel's relationship in one more episode but where does it end right you know do they anticipate doing another game in between i don't i can't see that
0: no that that doesn't doesn't seem to make a lot of sense that seems like it would be a big stretch and if if there were any thoughts at all of there being yet another game in between this and the original series They would have just made this more than three episodes. Yeah. So it's got to wrap up in this third episode, but I don't really understand how. And we had some of these concerns at the very beginning because, you know, the original series, it had a pretty obvious plot. You are there to figure out if this tornado thing is actually going to happen and to stop it and to try and find out what happened to Rachel Amber. We didn't really have any of that for this game. This game, has just been about showing us the relationship between Rachel and Chloe. So maybe there doesn't need to be much of an ending other than to tell us what the heck is going on with this woman in the white dress. I felt like a lot of this was leading up to the play.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But we had that this episode. Yeah. So I wonder if, you know, the let's say the first episode is a lot of setup. Even though characters aren't really talking about the fire, it is ever present. And I think that's going to be wrapped up in the next episode. Maybe this episode was trying to get us to care as much as possible about Chloe and Rachel's mm-hmm. relationship so that all the big stuff, all the important plot things can happen in the third episode. And maybe the majority of the episode is spent covering all this stuff. We don't have the play getting in the way. Maybe. What else You know, what else is there to talk about? You, you could have the continued struggles that Chloe has at home. Mm -hmm. Um, you know does she decide to go back home
0: we know from the from the last game that she you
2: know
1: she
0: is living at home right she's probably not going to move in with the Ambers. (laughs) (laughs)
1: not after (laughs) no not after that ordeal
0: no yeah i i I don't know i guess we'll see and this episode took me about three and a half hours i think it took you about three and a half hours to play Mm -hmm. which is almost identical to how long it took us to play episode one now If I remember correctly, final episode of the original Life is Strange series, it was longer than the previous episodes. I
1: don't remember. Things kind of went off the rails then. I had the crazy, like, I don't know if they were dream sequences or whatever, but it was like Max was going insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I also know that the time, the real world time between episode four and five coming out was a lot longer than the Mm. others. Um, But I don't know if we can look to those as evidence or... Well, we can uh, predict what's going to happen with, given it's a whole different. Yeah, a a different studio,
0: all of that. But given that, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if episode three is an hour longer than these previous two episodes. And I'd be, I might have to split into two play sessions then because it was, yeah, it was getting long. Well,
1: I'd totally be okay
2: with it. If it could
0: hold my attention a little bit more than episode two did, then maybe it wouldn't (laughs) be so bad. But I, I was really struggling with this episode. There was a lot of really, really slow parts in this game in this episode that just didn't seem like they needed to be so slow yeah
1: and again i didn't feel that way i really liked i really liked playing through i just don't like the ending uh, the way that it sets us up or doesn't really set us up for episode three but i i I enjoyed it and i've i've been happy with it so far
0: so have you heard any uh, any rumors as to when we can expect the third episode did they they told us a few weeks ago, via tweet and stuff, and by they I, I mean deck nine that it would be eight to ten weeks for episode two have they did they say it would be another eight to ten weeks for episode three, or did they not say anything at all? I haven't seen anything, but I would expect two months ish mm-hmm. it would be nice to get this before Christmas that'd be cool, and then we yeah. still have the bonus episode with Max right at the end. you think they think they'll come out at the same
2: time?
1: No I don't.
0: Uh you're probably right.
1: I don't think that'll be a Christmas present. I think that'll be later. But that, that takes place before the season, right? Because it, it Max is still pretty young. It looks yeah, like it's, it's when Max, max is like leaving. leaving. Yeah.
0: Arcadia Bay. Yeah. Yep. Well, as always, we want to hear your theories, your thoughts on how this episode went for you. Whether you liked it as much as the first episode or or maybe you felt more like I did, that it was a little bit of a, a letdown, a little bit slower pace than some of the previous episodes, you can get a hold of us in a lot of different ways. We've got an email address. It's storyplayers at the digital media zone.com. You can find us on Twitter at VG story players, or if you want to hit up Joe or me directly, I'm at Josh Pollard and Joe is at what color Joe. And we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash VG story players. All of that stuff is on the show notes over at the website at the digital media zone. Dot com so you don't have to remember all of that also if you haven't yet maybe you're you're just checking out our life is strange episodes subscribe to the show in, in itunes or google play music pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts you ought to be able to find story players life is strange is not the only game that we're playing so subscribe and check out all of the other narrative heavy games that we're playing and then recording our thoughts on And if you like what you've heard, do us a favor, head on over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and a review. We would really appreciate that. It helps other people find our show and and helps to expand the community. That's going to do it for our episode covering Life is Strange Before the Storm, Episode 2, Brave New World. I'm Josh Pollard. I'm Joe D'Stasio. Adios. See
2: ya.